Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And we are tailgating tomorrow. First time in 651 days. Let her roll. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And, you know, people ask, what gets the suit all of those awards on those Shikolami broadcasts? Those six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. The other key is the, is the Chiefs' professionalism. Right. <laughs> you, sir! All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call of the day, the opener in the NFL to the waning seconds. Brady looking that way and fires that way, and it's going to be caught in this Godwin making the catch. Simply unbelievable. Was there a push or not? Certainly got knocked Ooh, to the baby. ground. Got it. They finally have a kicker in Tampa Bay. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, their usual brilliance. The Godwin catch. Yeah, did Chris push off? Yeah, he pushed off. On a back shoulder, yeah, he pushed off. But I think you're giving a little leeway on a back shoulder and a push off because uh, does it affect? Uh, do you gain the advantage on the play? The defender on the back shoulder can't make that play, can't. And a back shoulder is not even going to get his hand on it. So, yeah, got it. And then of course the Ryan suck up field goal to win it thirty one twenty nine. I can hear Matt yelling all the way to stay out. <laughs> go, Brady, go! Come on, Tommy! Eh, not quite, but yeah. Come on, bring him home, Tommy! It's the Cowboys! <laughs> well, I was rooting hard for the buck for the Buckos last night. The Buccaneers, I should say. We're in first! We're in first! You haven't played. We're in first! You haven't played. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that, we bring in the, the incomparable Nate Bauer from Blue White Illustrated. Sir, welcome. Oh, wow. Steve, I've missed you. I've missed you, too. We were going to do a TV show together, right? And it, it turned out that uh, I'll explain it to you later, Nate, as to what <laughs> went, went sideways on that. But, <laughs> uh, but these, Nate. These things happen. 
these things do happen, you know. And you know, I think somebody said something about like you said, I don't want to work with him. I don't know what that meant. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, understood. Uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll we'll start with last weekend. So they went at sixteen to ten. What were your takeaways from what you saw in, on an opening weekend? Yeah, no, I I think my biggest um, the biggest takeaway was was kind of the maturity, the the lack of panic. Um, I, I thought that Wisconsin threw the house at Sean Clifford in the first half and that is the blueprint right this is not the last time that Sean Clifford will experience that he experienced it all last season and last season did not go well for him in that regard uh, and so for Penn State Mike Yersich, James Franklin Sean Clifford the rest of Penn State's offense to have weathered that storm in the first half and come out in the second half and and just keep going, keep keep doing what you're doing, uh, you know, tweak where you need to tweak, uh, and produce some points. I, I thought was an early indicator of what this team's potential is this season. The obviously the adjustment because Wisconsin is very much a downhill defense, especially with their linebackers. So they're always attacking downhill against the running game. They're attacking downhill in the pass game as well, as you just pointed out. They went outside of that in the second half. Use those outside screens. Mm-hmm. The fact that they had answers. What did that tell you? Yeah, I mean, I and and it's funny you mention it because I was just thinking this before I came on, but it it's it's answers and it's avenues to win, and and it's a simplistic way to put it, but I I think that this team, when you look offensively, not not just even offense, actually special teams and defense too, there are there are many ways for this team as it is. Com- composed presently to win right like you can win with this team with the running backs that you have you can win with the receivers that you have uh you know like you can win with the defense that you have i I thought a major second element uh that was talked about last week after the game was how much of a boost it provided them from a team-wide perspective that going into the halftime, 0-0 was the score, right? That, that could have easily been a 17 to nothing game, and right. it wasn't. It wasn't because the defense did what it did. Um, but, no, I mean, it, yeah, the, uh, James Franklin even talked about it this week, about how that quick screen game is effectively the running game. That, that's yes, what that that's, exactly what Jack and, that's exactly what Jack and I said in the broadcast. Yeah, it's, so that's that's Penn State's running game. Uh, and it, now, that's not to say that, that there won't be plenty of opportunity, uh, obviously out of the eye or shotgun or, or what have you, um, for a traditional running game. But James Franklin and Mike Yersich see it in those terms as you're, you're just trying to get the ball into space. Because with this team and the athletes that they have, there are going to be opportunities there. Like, I, Again, uh, one of the major steps forward for Sean Clifford was the checkdown last week, right? Like, yes, yep. when there's trouble, 
finding that check down because the reality is, and I think that he knows this, and I think that this has been drilled into him from for the, the duration of the offseason, is Noah Kane with the ball is a better option in open space than Sean Clifford. And yeah, not to mention absolutely. all of not to mention all of the ramifications of Clifford really being the only option that they have at quarterback, right? He, he's got to mm-hmm. stay healthy. Uh, yeah. So all of those elements in, in combination, you know, I, I thought were, were early indicators of, uh, you know, some potential for this team. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of other elements that go into this. Uh, it's going to be back-to-back weeks facing a 3-4. Now, you know, everybody plays their own version of it, and the personnel's different. But the scheme is still a 3-4 defense. I was talking with Juice Scruggs Wednesday night on the Facebook Live presentation that was on following James' press conference Wednesday night. And I said, you know, what does that, you know, how much more communication is needed when it's a 3-4 as opposed to a standard 4-3? And he said a lot more uh, because, you know, we see 4-3 all the time. And in the fact that it's a second straight week, I, I mean, Nate, that's got to be a big plus that, you know, you're facing this kind of scheme back-to-back weeks. Familiarity always helps. It, it just it just does. Uh, that's why, you know, when whenever Penn State gets the academies and, and sees, uh, you know, the triple option or, or what have you, yeah. it's so un, it's so unfamiliar. James Franklin plays that up all week because it's it, you you just you're not going to get that look from what you do with your scout team, right? Like Penn State doesn't have that, and so the defense never really experiences that. Um, well, this is this is the same same thing. Is you know the offense just had an opportunity to see that getting back to that this week uh you know should give them a boost of confidence that you know they they were able to have success in the second half and you know you would think wisconsin's defense uh just (laughs) i'm being kind here but wisconsin's defense is poised to be better than ball state so yeah you know that that should give them a, a little bit of a boost going into this one they are facing an interesting team, though. Um, I am not a big believer in this team returns four starters on offense, five on defense, because at the level Penn State plays at or Ohio State or others, you and I both know they play on defense, what, 20, 22 guys, 23 guys. Offense will play as many as 20 guys. So you've got guys that get a lot of experience as the season goes along. But at a max school that's significant, they don't have that kind of depth. So they have 20 out of 22 returning from a team that actually had success last year. Exactly. When you look at Ball State, when you look at Ball State, now the first guy I looked at was, was Jordan Hall. I mean, I think Hall can play for anybody in the Big Ten. Uh, he's kind of like the guy they try to get the ball to on everything. But when you look at them, what do you see? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's the big thing is, is yes, the experience. That's the one that, that you know, is kind of the uh, – the common refrain this week is is just how much experience they have but like you said it's not just about experience it's having success with that experience it's coming into this game having already achieved something as a program last season uh getting off to a good start last week in a game that they didn't play their best but still you know were able to to emerge with a win um you know that should signify to them an opportunity 
coming to Penn State, right? Like there there is nothing to lose for Ball. This is State. their Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl. They can they can they can stamp themselves for the year with this game. It's but it's it's the Super Bowl without a downside because you can still win right. the Mac even if you lose this game. That's right. right. Right? Like there's there's no consequence because you're expected to lose, but it, it, rather than some of the other programs that come into a scenario like this and just don't have you know the makeup to compete in an environment like this this team i'm not saying will or should for four quarters but at the at least at the onset of the game i I would expect them to 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 be fairly competitive right Uh, uh, when you look at the uh, combination of punting takeaways and I mean, like, give away, take away, 3-0. And the way that defense played, you I mean, we've seen that formula around here for a long, long time. And I, yep. uh, what did you think of the way James played the chess game on Saturday? Yeah, I thought I thought that, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the punting because I, I, the reaction that I saw about Jordan Stout's day was focused entirely on – the missed kicks and frankly I, I thought he had a heck of a day punting the ball uh right i mean i think he's third in the country for average after that first game 53.9 yards per punt like he he really was tremendous and not just tremendous but tremendous in key moments uh you know being able to flip field position that was huge the the fumbles you know uh I don't know what Graham Mertz was doing. <laughs> what is that? I mean, and that, that goes for the, the interceptions, too. I mean, obviously, yeah. Brister had a huge play. Um, you, you know, what was interesting to me was I didn't think either of those interceptions at the end of the game had any chance of being caught. No, they did they not. They did right? not. Like, and, what, and Penn State could add two more. Tar Burton went up and almost reeled in one. And to be honest with you, Jair Brown probably would have had a touchdown. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I thought the it's it's funny because I got, I should go back and look at it, but Brown complained this week. James complained this week. Uh, I thought that the receiver on that one made a play uh, to to kind of knock that away. But you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. Right. <laughs> at this point, right. Penn State, you know, did sure. what did the one thing that they didn't do last year, which is came away with takeaways. That, that was a huge component, a missing element last season that they thought they were going to have last season and just never really came to fruition. Let me put it this way. I think Jordan Stout's punting performance was on par game-wise with uh, John Bruno, with the difference being John Bruno was a national championship, so it has to be elevated. But yeah, his right. effect on the game the effect on the game that Stout had was the same as Bruno had that night against Miami. Well, I mean, even think about think about he had five he had five punts of fifty yards or better in a seventy-six yarder, which is the third longest in history. He changed field position all night. Think think about two. There were two things that I thought were underrated in terms of their effect on the game, and that was Jaquan Brisker not only intercepting that pass. But returning it to the forty-yard line, yes, right, and then after a three and out, Jordan Stout pinning them inside their twenty, right? right, rather rather than 
uh, you know, a shank or, you know, whatever. Like, you just you just never know in those critical situations. And that may have been the difference between Wisconsin having more of an opportunity. I mean, obviously they moved it into Penn State's territory, but more of an opportunity to, to come away with a win in that situation uh, than what they actually had. Uh, Ellis Brooks will not be able to play the first half of this game tomorrow uh, for Penn State. What did you think, uh, what was your opinion? I mean, targeting is a very iffy thing. I mean, I know what they're trying to do. That's why, I, that's why I'm not big on big games the opening weekend because I always feel like, what does the NFL do? They call a lot of penalties in the preseason. Yep. What does the NBA do? They call a lot of penal- They call a lot of fouls in the preseason because they're trying to send their messages. And like I look at the Minnesota Ohio State game, I'm watching this game, and like I don't think you need to send that kind of message. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, there has not been a targeting call over the last three or four years that I have come away thinking. Penn State was being intentional about it, right? Like, oh, right. as though they had truly just lost their way and were trying to take a kid's head off. Like, I, I have right, exactly, not, right. Like, I have not once thought that. However, the the slow mo film Saturday suggested to me I, it looked to me like his helmet hit Mertz's helmet first. I, I, that's what it looked like to me, uh, and he just. You know, they've made it plain that it that is not possible. You, you can't do that. If that happens, uh, you're going to get hit. And I, I thought that James Franklin's point about the ball carrier, you know, uh, changing the rules a little bit, I, I thought those were all valid. However, he also included, and I think is relevant, look, like you just you don't need to do that in that situation. You don't need to throw a shoulder. Uh, all right. Mertz, Mertz invited it to a certain extent by yeah, he, in he stayed it stayed in bounds. Yeah, yeah, you know there. Yeah. He he brought and he brought the same thing up. It, it's a little bit different with the kick catch, catch interference, but he brought the same thing up with you last night, right? Like there are protections for these guys, uh, right? Yeah. You're trying to protect the student athlete, but there are protections that at some point it has to be examined what the responsibility is of the players who you're trying to protect. Uh, because yeah. at some point, it, it also impacts the not the way that a defense is going to approach the game from a aggressiveness standpoint, right? Like, yeah, oh, we're, right. Well, we're just trying to tamp down on people taking their heads off. No, it's, it's going to come to a point where mistakes are going to be made that you're going to have to excuse because the the you know the, the defensive player doesn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Well, the conference isn't going to listen to me because obviously, based on one home uh, Saturday basketball game in the Big Ten, they obviously are still not listening to me. Uh, but <laughs> but I have advocated I have advocated for years that now we have the technology to do this. That every second half targeting call needs to be reviewed by the conference office for intent on Sunday to determine yep. whether a player has to be held out of the first half of the next game. I think you need to give that the uh, a level uh, of understanding 
of what's going. If a guy launches himself, then he is out the first half of the next game. I am yeah. I'm absolutely. But I think all of those should be reviewed, and then the conference office makes a ruling on a Sunday afternoon so the team knows, hey, look, you know what? We looked at it. Yeah, the penalty was 15 yards. He got thrown out, but he can play the entire game on Saturday. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, how, that's, how, that's what I think they should do. The, the, uh, just the notion of an ejection, right? Like, you're yeah. already being removed from the rest of the game that you're playing. That's a severe penalty in itself. Like, what's comparable to that in any other sport? I, I, don't, I don't really know of one. <laughs> right, like I mean, uh, the, well, the, fouling the, out. Uh, like in in terms of in terms of it carrying over from over into the next game, yeah. Over yeah. into the next game. I mean that that's that yep. is such a severe penalty that to have that as a blanket resolution for every time that this happens uh, seems unjust to me. I mean, I, I don't think that there's any question about it. It's it's curious to me that coaches, who I presume are, are fairly adamant about this, have not had the influence to create a more reasoned approach. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. You know that uh, YouTube broadcast tonight, Matt? Yes. You know what my favorite part is? No. When I tune, when I tune in at 6.30 and the suit looks over at the chief and says, Great to be with you tonight. Is Shikolami me takes on? He looks over. He says, "Who are we playing tonight?" Right? And and the and Chief looks over. And says Mount Carmel. And the suit gets all wide-eyed. Oh wow, they're pretty good. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> Not your standard broadcast open, but I, you know it's got a little entertainment factor to it. That's uh, right. Today, today, we do it for the people. Pro- Well, the chief does. All right. <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Look, you need to go there, stock up. It's the first time in 651 days. It's party time at Beaver Stadium. 
Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Humble's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Sunbury Motors, best in the business. He walks into a room and they chant, King, King, King. It can only be the King. (laughs) So, So, the game of the week. Did you see any of the fire department in New York City against the police in New York City? Hockey game? I, I knew it was being played, but I didn't see it. Oh, my God, Google it and watch it. They drop the gloves like four times, start beating the crap out of each other. Well, you got to see it. it, it, it yeah, Hanson Brothers, old-time hockey. All right. Yeah, it was competitive. It was feisty. I mean, That's amazing. they were beating the Slap car shot. out of each other. Slapshot, I mean, War Memorial, the gloves, Johnstown. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. So, Slapshot, War Memorial, Johnstown. Love it. <laughs> Uh, it was great. You gotta take a second and Google it and watch some of it. It was, you know, the guys can really play. And now they'll oh. be together for Yankees Mets this weekend. <laughs> oh, the Yankees! Don't even get me started. Why is Andrew Heaney still on this team, King? Uh, what he happened? stinks out loud. Stinks. Uh, I, how can you go from 13 in a row and then lose your next 9 out of 11? When you continue to trust Andrew Heaney, that's why. Oh, but Chris <laughs> Sales has COVID, so. I did see that, yes. That's a tough one for the Red Sox. Oh, the Red Sox. I think there's 20 guys on the team between the team, the players, and the yeah. staff that have COVID. I mean, yeah, they, no, they have they've... bad. They even brought guys up from. Well, Worcester is now there, took over for Pawtucket from the minor leagues, and they came in, and some of them didn't even get the play, and they got COVID. So they run out <laughs> um, of players. What a mess. But, but they're not playing bad. I hate the Red Sox. Did I tell you that? Uh, <laughs> I hate them, too. Did I tell you that? Sox, the Yankees <laughs> and Red Sox are on at the same time. I would rather watch the Red Sox lose than watch the Yankees win. <laughs> It's just like a perfect night for me, you know. <laughs> See, that's how I was with Dallas last night. <laughs> Prescott played great. Yeah. You know, if he can stay healthy, the Cowboys, Cowboys are a good football team. So. Eh, they're just they're still they're still a playoff team. They're not a yeah. contender. They're I mean, still not the, a contender. The NFL East last year was so bad. I mean, anybody can win it this year. So go for it. But. I just Jerry Jones. He can, I don't know, but you know, root for Parsons. So <laughs> I, I loved it when Brady schooled him on that one play. It was kind of cute, and you kind of knew Parsons won't do that again. You know, but that's just old time guy with a rookie. So, but he played a good game. So. <laughs> Cowboys Mike, is, Mike is a smart kid, believe me. Oh, Very he's going to be great. My gosh. He's a, he's a really now, what smart What a thrill. Kid. I love the way uh, Collinsworth described it. He said, these guys, 
these rookies have been watching Gronkowski and Brady since they were like 10 years old, you know? I know. Now they're on the field with them. That's got to be a thrill, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. I know. That's what happens with a long time. I, You know what? I want to give Gronkowski a lot of credit because Gronkowski, of course, what held him back is all the injuries he had. Yep. All the, all the injuries. To the point you're like, boy, I wonder if he could ever come back. You watch him the last two years. He is as much of a force now as he was earlier in his career. I, I mean, I give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, he's man. I he, he knocked about four guys down on one play. He was the big dude, great player, you know. And him and Brady together are lethal. So yeah, I, they what know, got they, me last night is he only used half of his weapons. You know, he he, you know. He's got so many weapons down there, and they protect him so well. But I still, it. You remember when Jim Burt hit Joe Montana in the end zone and knocked him out cold? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that was considered then. Oh my God, what a great play! And he knocked Joe out. Hey, you know that the game has changed. You, if you hit Brady like that, they probably arrest you. You know, it, yeah. you can't. The game has changed, and the quarterback is protected, and I'm not taking anything away from Brady, but he does not. He didn't get touched last night. I mean, no sacks. He gets rid of the ball so quickly, and he's so smart that he keeps himself out of trouble. So we'll see what happens. I picked him. It was a 16-point game for me, and I won. Yippee. So. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So we had a tornado and uh, five miles from stores. My was that from Ida? My cell phone that I never answer, never charge, and everything. Well, I charged it. I got a little flip phone, and I just happened to charge it that day. This is yesterday, yesterday morning, and I get up really early. It was like three thirty in the morning, and the phone starts honking. I'm like, what the heck is that? It, it's actually spinning on the table, and it says alert, a hurricane, uh, tornado warning, not a watch, warning. <coughs> and so I went in the bedroom, I said, wife, you know, I call her wife, I said, wife, get up. She goes, what? Get up. The dog growled at me. She grabs the dog. We sit and... We live in a modular home. I'm like, okay, where do we go? You know, <laughs> we're kind of like, all right, we don't have a basement. We don't. We live in a trailer park, for the most part, a very nice one, but it's a trailer park. And the the tornado touched down in Coventry, which is like five miles down the road from us. But the tornado was heading right towards the college, so. I don't know if they woke the kids up, but whatever. Whoa. That's my story. That's my week. Every week there's a weather disaster here. <laughs> was that from Ida? No. no. Oh, wait, no. What is it from uh, Ida? Just it was this week. that came in. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's why it was surprising. It's like, well, where did this come from? And I mean that the track of the storm was straight through stores. And it one touchdown in Coventry, so not far from us, right down Route 44, about five miles down. 
So, of course, my brother-in-law well, said, this is stupid. They live like five houses up. I'm like, okay, well, go stand outside then. I don't <laughs> We thought we'd do the right thing and call them and tell them there was a tornado coming. They got mad at us, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back. We'll come back with our picks in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. So you're saying that's not how they open the game? I thought that's what I saw last <laughs> week. <laughs> who, who we play? Oh, they're pretty good. <laughs> All right, what game? What, what were the records last week? All right, so Steve, you are now in first place after going four and two last week. Your Georgia pick put you over the top, and King and I went three and three last week. Hanging right in there. That's right. Better than last year already. So now Steve, for the first two weeks, is nine and two. I'm eight and three. King is seven and four. Oh, I'm in last place. <laughs> But still anybody's game, What are game you, Matt? Eight and four? I, eight I have myself three. eight and three, yeah. And I am seven, seven and four. Three. Yeah. Steve's uh, nine and two. Yeah. Okay, well, that will change. <laughs> All right, so now let's start with the voice of the Pitt Panthers was on with us yesterday. They're at the Tennessee Volunteers this week. Steve. Pitt. I love Pitt, too. Tennessee's embarrassing. King. Tennessee. <laughs> I love Tennessee. I thought they played good last week. I watched the game. Okay. All right. Now next. I'm in it, man. I'm in it to win it. Now next, I'm calling this the Week Two Toilet Bowl: Rutgers at Syracuse. King. Syracuse. <laughs> They're my babies. The orange. Oh. Oh boy, Steve. Oh, Rutgers get some money from this game. They need it. Uh, <laughs> Based on the first half hour of the show, uh, Rutgers will win the game. It would be so Rutgers if they lose, but I, I, I think they actually win this game. Uh, it'll be a close game, but I think they win. Man, I'm really screwed this week. Okay. <laughs> you may win them both. I don't you know. You guys both. are always right, you know. I, I had a good run on this show for a while, but I haven't had a run in a while. But so. I don't see any of these teams till Penn State plays them, so I'm kind of throwing darts here, okay? Well, we throw darts at every game. <laughs> That's true. My <laughs> God, who knows who's good? We just kind of throw a dart at it and do a little reading and pick one. So. I want to give you advice here. You know. <laughs> All right, we got a Midwest showdown next. Iowa at Iowa State. Steve. Yeah, really good game. Um, Iowa State's such a mystery team because they normally do not play well in their opening game. Remember last year they lost to Louisiana. 
and then they had a, then they had a terrific run after that. Northern Iowa always plays them tough. Iowa played great last week, but they played great not because of their quarterback. Riley Moss picked off two pass, passes, ran it back for touchdowns. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I'll say Iowa, but I don't know. I'll go with Iowa. King. Iowa Hawkeyes. I always like Iowa. I love their brand of football. They're tough. I think I Iowa a- I think Iowa State's a fraud. Iowa. Okay. I'll win that one. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Washington at Michigan. Two embarrassing Mich- programs right now, Steve. Michigan, Michigan, move on. Yeah, exactly. Washington, Washington is there, there's no way. They're just first God of all, awful. they're in the Pac-12. That's already a bad start. Oh <laughs> no, no, UCLA looks really do, good. Do you know? You know what the Pac-12 went last week? Six and six. It's the worst weekend that, in terms of losses they've had yeah, in that's years. That's pretty bad. And they could have been six and seven had Oregon not hung on. Yeah. Now, weren't they an embarrassment in the basketball tournament, and they ended up with, like, six of the top eight? Uh, Football's a different that, story. Easy, no, easy. No, they're really struggling football-wise. I mean, UCLA yeah, was no, great they're... last week. UCLA was great last week, but they got problems across the board. They've got some losses where you sit back and go, really? So why on the Internet are they saying Ohio State-Oregon's going to be a great game? Because yeah, I don't get that either. Name team. Well, yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I think I think Ohio State of the week. Oh, well, I mean, mean Oregon's got to be pretty good. Or somebody. I mean, two big, good. two big name teams, but it's in Columbus. I think Ohio State's going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I like uh, Ohio I think they're going to blow them out. Yeah, uh, that was a good game, but Minnesota screwed. They they lost it. That that running back was great. Oh, yeah, Ibrahim's really good. He's yeah. really good when I they mean, lost him. That was a good football see, game until he got hurt. So. See, that's the difference between a lot of teams, Kev, is that usually their starting 22 is really good and can match yeah. up with the other team. They can match up with Ohio State with their starting 22. But the second they lose somebody, they don't have the depth to replace them. And that like and the drop-off is <laughs> the drop off's dramatic. Yeah, it's called depth. You gotta have yep. that next guy up, and if you don't have next guy up, you're in a lot of trouble. So, so King, who you got? Uh, Michigan. Uh, All right, that's rare. Clean sweep with the Jim Harbaugh's. How about that? <laughs> uh, he's my man. And now, for the first time this year, yeah, I've got to, actually I had to do something about their network after the after the show because Dan Deardorff and. Uh, Jim Branstead are retiring after this season in the broadcast booth, so they wanted me to record something for them. How about that? Is that Michigan? Yeah, their broadcast team's retiring at the end of the year. Oh, Dan Deardorff is still broadcasting? Oh, yeah. Kev, you'd love Deardorff. What a great guy. He's our kind of guy. He's a riot. Yeah. Yeah, I would like him. I remember a story he told the strongest guy he ever played against had superhuman strength was Lawrence Taylor. He yep. said Lawrence Taylor would get his hands on you and put you wherever he wanted you to wanted you to go. He said I was stunned at how strong that man was. And he wasn't a weight room guy. <laughs> he said we're all pumping pumping iron and he's tooting coke and, and he'd go on the field and just he, he said incredibly strong man. So 
I'd throw that out there. All right, NFL time. Steelers at the Bills. King. I got Buffalo. I got Buffalo, too. Bills. All right. Clean sweep of the Bills. Miami at New England. Steve. Patriots. I got New England outright in this game. Defense, I think, has a feast on Tua Tungle Viola. King. Uh, the quarterback from New England's interesting. Um, he's had a good preseason. Um, he's going against a teammate, Tua. Uh, I got New England. All right. Now at 425, one of the big games of this week, Cleveland at Kansas City. King. Chiefs. I got the Brett Veaches as well in a rematch from the divisional game last year. Steve? Uh, chefs, they forgot to put the eye in the end zone. <laughs> there you go. And then finally, Carson the Wentz. So I don't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was a joke. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I laugh. And now, Carson Wentz's <laughs> Colts debut this week against the Seahawks. Steve. Seattle. Ooh. Okay. King. Yeah, it's a weird game. This is one of those games, you know, Seattle, I mean, their power ranking's high. But you're not, like, they weren't that good last year. And they're kind of, we're picking them based on how good they've been in the past. Um, I took Seattle, but I went back and forth. I'm going Indy. I don't think Seattle's going to be that good this year. And I think out of the gate, Carson Wentz, I think we'll have a good game tomorrow. I love the coach of Indy. Yeah, I love Frank Reich. I've had a chance to interview him twice. He's a tremendous guy. I I think Indy's good. I like him. If Wentz stays healthy, that's a big if. But if Wentz stays healthy, Indy's going to be a playoff team. And I don't see Seattle as a playoff team this year. So I got Indy. Seattle's one of those teams that kind of lives on its history, you know. Not necessarily whatever. But we'll see. We'll learn a lot this week. All right, quick now. No, Super Bowl picks. We're, we're, we're back to pick, we're back to Michigan football? Living on its history? <laughs> That's oh, sorry. True. I just... All right. Well played. Super Bowl picks, Steve? Uh, let's see. Kansas City. Um, Giants are out. Kansas City and the Rams. And who do you have winning? Uh, Kansas City. And King? Tampa Bay, Buffalo. And, and winning. I got Tom Brady winning again and then walking away. I don't know about walking away, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I got Tampa Bay over Buffalo as well. Oh, really? You got the same? I do. Cool. Who do you got winning? Tampa. Wow. How unusual is that? <laughs> It's the same. Oh, I got a chance. Oh, no, you should see the open to the Shikolimi game. I mean, you want to get talk about surprises. <laughs>